The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 302. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Mm. The Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Congratulations, Ryan. And my Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Brrah! That was a good one. That was a good that one. Was pretty You've good. been phoning that him in for party. a while. No, no, you guys get the real deal. That you, you got a haircut. You look so handsome. Thanks. No yeah. one can hear that. No one can hear the haircut? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not how radio works. Nope, no. But you do look good. Thanks. Yeah, you do. Watch Podcast Trust Beyond us. videos the rest of the week. You'll see them. That's you'll right. see them out there. Uh, you hinted at the one of the biggest news stories of the day. Well, far up. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> I'm feeling good today. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb. Uh-huh. Where does Ryan Clements work now? At the PlayStation blog. Congratulations, Clement. Yeah, that is awesome. Stop is being really a cool. deadbeat husband. Finally got a job. <laughs> Fucking sellout. <laughs> right? That was a good. He was like, "Hey, I'm married. I'm gonna quit my job." Yeah. <laughs> Day one. Put a <laughs> ring on it. Forget it. This you're, teacher you're... salary will carry me. Her you're sailing this salary. ship for two. Uh, and then, as we talked about on podcast beyond, congratulations, Shuhei Yoshida. IGN is happy to be the farm league of the PlayStation community. Yeah. We were talking about this yesterday. Of the eight like regular recurring members, five of them now have worked at Sony, and the the other three are the three of us. Yes. Well, congratulations to all of them. That was good. Except Sam Bishop. I don't congratulate him. No, no, Sam Bishop. No, no, no. No, no, no. How's everybody doing? What's the week like, huh? Good. great. Yeah? (laughs) I really like it so far. We saw a homeless guy yelling at some lady yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Was she homeless too? No, No, she was nice. She was nice. She looked nice. Yeah. Sweet. Like a college skinny, girl. redhead woman walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. And this guy, who was out to prove that crack still works, <laughs> ran up to her out of nowhere and was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Shaking really... his fist. He's like, I'll fucking kill you, bitch. Did you defend her? Yeah. No. And he I, asked if she was okay. I was like, are you okay? Yeah. And she was so flustered that she didn't even notice that yeah. I was, she was like, she oh, immediately God. maced you. <laughs> Brian, Brian was, a, was a really nice guy. He, he stopped listening to me and Marty no, yap that was, about I bullshit. I mean, that's and... like the... The, that that was barely anything. I was just True. like, yeah, are you all right? And I went to get coffee. <laughs> like, was, went to get your iced coffee. Yeah. It was very half, very half-hearted. True. Like, yeah, how's it going? All right, fine, fine. She wasn't bleeding. No taxation. Outside. How are you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> feeling good? I'm feeling good. You, you declared that it's a Vita Renaissance right before we came in. I know, it's a Vita room. Renaissance. You got Dragon's Crown and... Pixel Junk Pixel Monsters. Pixel Junk Monsters. <laughs> we have codes for that. They work. Ooh. 
Good time uh, to be no, alive. Vita, Vita's doing good. And we just published our Velocity Ultra review. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, what did I get? 8.6. Nice. I don't have time. I don't have time to review many of these games anymore. So yeah, that happens. We have our trusted freelancers do them, but. Uh, yeah, I think Vita's, uh, you know, Vita's certainly not selling well, but people that have Vita's are enjoying them, I assume. Yeah, um, I've been playing Hotline Miami, getting those A-plus. Uh, man, that rhythm. shit's hard. Yeah, it yeah. is. I have uh, six of them now. It's uh, no, You only need 13 for the trophies. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So the, any 13. The epilogue doesn't count, and I don't think the intro counts. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I was saying that if that game had been on Vita last year, it probably would have won Game of the Year for me. Or been very close. I think I would I have mean, edged out Journey for me. Because I, I... Wow. Wow. Yeah. I <laughs> love... Hot no, I mean, I was trying... It's so good. It's a shame that uh, that PC gaming can be a pain for a lot of people. Because I, I had a bunch of trouble with it, too, oh, getting a 360 controller to work and stuff. But yeah. once I did, God, I loved that game last year. People said that to me. They were like, you know, you could just plug in a 360 controller. And I was like, you would think it was that simple. <laughs> but it was not. It was like, update the WASD patch. And I was like, can't do nope, that. Nope, don't want to yeah, do it. I don't even know what Life that means. Life is short. <laughs> no. the, the, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little annoying. Like, I was playing Mega Man Unlimited, which is like that fan-made game that was made after Mega Man 9, never came out. It was supposed to be Mega Man 10. Like it's a, it's a, anyway it's a very it's a very cool much better than Street Fighter Cross Mega Man game and I want to do something on it if I have any time but uh, I can't use the 360s bulky ass bullshit D pad so I had to like download all of this shit to make my PS3 controller work on the mm-hmm. it's just too hard you know PC gaming is just too hard but well that, but with that said this weekend I played Civilization Five for like 15 hours wow yeah. uh, that game is like crack cocaine for me mm-hmm. and it was when it came out and I stopped playing it specifically so I would not play it anymore like and maybe try other things in my life was it on uh, sale on Steam this weekend or something because everyone was playing it like, no I just Greg, about I just tw- texted Greg this weekend when he was at Comic Con I'm like hey do you have do you have Civ 5 on your computer because I have it on my laptop and my laptop like chugs uh, and he's like yeah and I'm like I'm just going to play that all fucking weekend the text message report I got from Christine was I'm like how are things going she's like oh everything's well fine blah 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 and she's like Colin and I haven't moved much. <laughs> One end of the hall is anchored by her and her Guild Wars. The other end of the hall is anchored by you and Civ Five. Yeah. Awesome. Playing it on a giant Last of Us Survival yeah, Edition. I have a whole Last of Us Survival Edition box with just a mouse on top of it on the couch. Because <laughs> I'm playing it on TV or whatever. That game is just too good. Mm, like, Civ mm. Five is too good and too up my alley. i got to walk away from it again. Um, unless I had trophies, then maybe i go back to it. Anyway, otherwise I'm fine. Oh, we got good news today. We got a bunch of really cool exclusives coming up. Yeah, I'm gonna be traveling next week. It looks like so. My friend, my oh. friend, you. I'm gonna be traveling, traveling next week too. Oh, where are you going? I'm not allowed to say. Mm. Oh, he's not allowed to say either. No, I can't. I'll oh. be going to VidCon at the end of the week. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, by the time next week's podcast happens, I'll be able to say where I was, or I won't be here. People will be able to say where I was. Mm. No one will yeah. be talking about where you were next week on this podcast. Everyone's gonna be talking. I think about they it. might be. <laughs> Are you going to be here Tuesday? I don't know yet. Oh, man. I mean, I'll be here Tuesday. Uh, All right, you and so me. Fireside well, chats. Brian and Greg. I'll be back Wednesday. We can do it Wednesday. Nope. Tuesday is when Podcast Beyond goes up. We can talk about the dark Except secrets for when it doesn't. up at noon. We're not doing that anymore. We're always Tuesday now. Really? Brat, brat. Yep. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. We're always Tuesday. <laughs> We're always Tuesday. I'm still, brat, brat. I'm still <laughs> working beyond. the kinks out. But in a perfect world, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Podcast Beyond would post on IGN.com. We're still working the kinks out 302 episodes into the show. All yes. right, well. I think, I think I'm getting into groove with my new responsibilities where I can make this happen. Okay, that's good. That's my plan. That's the plan. I don't even know what you do anymore. You do all really. sorts of shit all, all the time, but I have no idea what you're doing. Like, I don't I, I mean, see you anymore. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I miss you. I miss, I miss you, Tim. Aww. I always just assume you're, you're somehow plotting your exit. Yes, like I'm always you're like you're always making my go. I'm stitching my golden parachute up, somewhere. You're gonna stand up one day and be like, "Oh, I'm doing a movie with Samuel Jackson." I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it for years. I didn't want to say anything, but goodbye. we've been shooting it in my free time and lunch breaks. <laughs> Gotta go. It's finally just by Wing Wings. What would that movie be called? Samuel Jackson and Greg. 
I mean, that, that's not the title I'm asking. Too fat, but... too black. Okay. <laughs> which, which? No, I'm. I... <laughs> we'll leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin podcast beyond with what is yeah, and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. There are 13 items on the list. This a week. baker's dozen. It's a, a meaty. It's a meaty long. Roper Report's got a lot of girth. Yeah, that's wow. what I like. That's right. A baker's dozen has 13 things in it. Weird, right? Yeah. That's weird. Baker's don't know how to count. A lot of girth. Bakers don't know how to count. They're expert bakers, which is weird. Yeah. I got six chicken which is all about wings measuring last night, things. and they gave me seven. What's the word for that? A baker's half Fucking dozen. Fucking bonus. That's really good. I like that. Six of one, half dozen of the other, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Wing Wings once, and they gave me nine wings, and I made instead of ten, and I made a big deal out of it, and the guy gave me a totally free meal. No, that was wing stop. Oh, wing stop! Don't, wing, don't no, no, wing disparage wings. I'm wing sorry, wings. No, it was wing stop. Wing wings doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, thirteen items. Let's play. Uh, I doubt it. Or I guarantee. Yay! Ooh. Everybody knows the rules of I doubt it or I guarantee it. Colin will read the Roper report, which is always too long, and I'll say <laughs> I guarantee it if it's a, after the men's warehouse guy who d- now died. Uh, he's alive. Unemployed. No, he might as well be dead. Is he me. dead? No, he's, he's he no, he got fired. Fired. Yeah. They. Oh, really? He's the founder of the company, and the board threw him out. Wow. They emailed me the other day and. And they were like, hey, uh, cool ways to stay to beat the heat. I was like, I'm not reading that. You guys sell fucking suits. <laughs> suits made of air. I guarantee it if I think it should and be I on the Roper Report. Pens, I doubt suits. it after Bob's discount furniture. Did I'll, you see the picture someone took of oh, yeah, the Almost got in the car yeah. accident yeah. to yeah. pull over. Yeah, and yeah. Someone, someone tweeted us a picture of Bob's discount furniture, like 18-wheeler on the road, and what she said he, <laughs> and what she said he almost got into an accident when he was taking the it, picture. <laughs> it, like, it blows my mind that your bounty – that no one has taken you up and found a video of him saying, I doubt yeah, that it. That bounty's old. I should that probably re- reinvigorate it. Yeah. There's $100 out of Kyle Moriarty's pocket. If you can find and, and deliver to us a video, a, an old commercial of Bob's Discount Furniture, where he says, I doubt it. So let's be very fucking clear. Because like, last I time we did it. this, last time we yeah. did this, y'all sent Bob's Discount Furniture commercials. Where he yeah, didn't you, say where, it. No, yeah. we need Watch him to say, before. I doubt No, I know. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> yeah, like so. there are Bob's Discount Furniture commercials. Like one guy put, a commercial just on Bob's Discount Furniture commercial on YouTube, which ended up getting like thousands of views, and people just spammed in the, in the comments, comments Beyond. And then the guy that put the video was like, what is Beyond? <laughs> <laughs> and why are like 10,000 people watching this old <laughs> furniture commercial? <laughs> you must really love discount furniture. If you find it, tweet it at us. At no taxation, that came over. Yeah, the first person to, to fulfill the bounty gets the money. Everyone else, and this bounty's only do it through Twitter. Don't yeah. don't do I, it I beyond really, the Aside from the bounty, aside questions. from the inside jokes and everything, it's just like I remember that commercial from you're, my childhood. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You guys, I doubt it. Like with his with his with his, his wife would be like, "Can you find a three piece oh, sexual and love seat anywhere else and, for this and, cheap?" And he's like, "I doubt it." Their commercials <laughs> even today are so like low budget and terrible. Yeah. They they use like these lame effects. He's like. Man, I wish I had a nicer mattress. And then it's like this like hard cut, and they're like three inches to the left of where they were before. And there's like a nicer mattress. They're like, wow. I love how those much was this? Every time I'm back in New Jersey, I, I sit and watch TV for hours just to hopefully see garbage. Like that. <laughs> you got all you have to do is like watch daytime for TV. That's yeah. where the that's general. Right. The well, general. You know, you I was telling. We talked about the general the when general, we were home that yeah. one day off of work, and oh, I, yeah. I told you about Eagle Man in Chicago. Yeah, Eagle Man. I don't know that one. Oh no, Eagle Man. <laughs> <laughs> eagle man goes flying in just a dude in an eagle suit. Oh, They're so good. Yeah, the general's a good the general one. general totally the, ripped off the, the Daily Show logo. Like, it's got the... Yeah. Like, yep. It's, it's so also bad. terrifying. I, I find the general very disturbing. Yeah, he is He is weird. And what's the what's the other one? Oh, uh, Empire Today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 805-88-238. <laughs> and the little cat jumps on the couch. That was oh, a big deal, so too, because they were a Chicagoland company. And so forever, it wasn't 800. It was the area code for Chicago. Right. 588-2300. 
which you can Empire, Empire today. today. <laughs> All right, enough free advertising. <laughs> Number one. The best is that we tried to put a real ad on the show last week, and we're like, well, we don't have the audio for the ads. We can't do it. Sorry, sales. And here we are, just like, blah, blah, blah. Here's all these things we Spend like. The first, like way we got more a huge t- buy-in from Bob's discount. <laughs> if he knew that how much we loved Bob's discount, they'd, they'd probably yeah, we got a free podcast. sectional for the office. Number one, Rockstar has renewed trademarks associated with its long dormant assumed canceled PlayStation 3 exclusive agent. What? The, trademark re- the trademarks renewed specifically refer to the name of the game as well as its logo. Rockstar and Sony initially revealed agent at E3 in 2009, and we've heard very little about it since. I think in 2011 they said that it was still in development. I think that was just officially the last time they ever commented on it. I, I still think the game it. is probably not going to come out. I think it's just them protecting so, their trademarks. Mm, I agree. Interesting. How awesome would it be if it didn't? I mean, if it, it would comes be out, awesome, but I don't know who the hell's working on it or where, where it is yeah. and how it's never leaked or anything like There's that. There's also no way it would still be a Sony exclusive, in my opinion. I, I think they would find a way to make it a multi-platform thing, like in the vein of Final smart, Fantasy yeah. or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. sure. So can people stop, money. stop worrying about the agent? Because we get a lot of tweets and a lot of questions about the agent a lot. No, I would keep worrying about it if you want to see it anytime soon. I, I mean, people, stop, whenever something like this... About. Whenever uh, something like this services, people... Um, tend to do stuff on the earnings call or whatever, like ask questions, investors. So there's a uh, take-two earnings call in like a week. I'm sure it'll come up in the Q&A. It has before. Normally, Strauss Zelnick is like, we have no comment on agent at this time. Is but there we'll one see. guy that's always just like, tell me about agent? <laughs> yeah, oh he's like wearing his stop. agent t-shirt. <laughs> Agentps3.com here. <laughs> uh, number two, Insomniac's longtime in-house writer TJ Fixman has officially left the developer. That's I said that weird. To pursue other opportunities, <laughs> Fixman began working with Insomniac seven years ago and wrote nine of the studio's games, including every or including uh, every Ratchet game since Tools of Destruction, Resistance Two, and most recently Fuse. Uh, wow. He's actually moving on because he got an offer. This is the, I don't know if you guys read the blog. It's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. In in two days, he sold a script to New Line and then got an offer for a feature from Disney. Yeah. It's so he and so and so wow, he's just like, why well, can't I can't so, do this anymore? This has been happening. So <laughs> it, it kind of all snowballed at once, right? Like TJ's awesome. First of all, you should follow him on Twitter. TJ underscore fix. Well, first off, yeah. Congratulations, but, um, TJ. Yeah, I guarantee sure. it. This is him. Um, he he's tried cool. to get into the IGN party at Comic Con. I couldn't do it. But, <laughs> he uh, got all mad at me. He's texting me. He's, You're dead to me. A while back, he had uh, they announced one night on the Hudson, which is um, I forget. It, it's like uh, Charlie Day and a bunch of other really cool people are involved with it. Um, comedy and then yeah, the Ratchet oh, and Clank movie. It was movie. like a rest of the uh, or no, it was like um. What was it? Ghostbusters. No, it was Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. It was like, it was like a space comedy, which like five dudes are Pluto Nash. Adventures of Pluto Nash. Uh, it was like Always Sunny Four. in Space, basically. Fantastic Four. Is it? Like, that's that's what I originally. I think, that, I think that's a different movie. <laughs> no. Okay. I think. I think. I'm glad um, I derailed all this. <laughs> so there's that, and then the Ratchet and Clank movie, and then yeah, now he's writing a, a movie called Gargoyles. I think it is for Disney, and then there's something else. So yeah, I mean that's Based like on the totally animated ridiculous. series. Uh, maybe. That had like a pretty cult following, didn't it? Yeah, Gargoyles? Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's totally unrelated to that, but I'm going to say yes, it's definitely mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so he's still writing uh, and working on Ratchet. Yeah. And yeah, and Into the Nexus, he said, specifically will be his last game, uh, at least for now. Uh, and then he wrote it in that Insomniac North Carolina has all the stuff they need. And the game is is pretty much an alpha now, so I don't think yeah. there's yeah. any more. Like, I saw the, the full build I would assume the, the writing is basically done for yeah like i saw yeah. a very meaty part of the game on in a f- full build of the game so um i think they're just kind of ironing out the kinks so i think his job's pretty much done it in some yeah. uh number three in a conversation with games industry international ready at dawn's founder uh rue Wirasuria, i think i'm saying that right wow went off on the used game model and he thinks uh used game model that he thinks is injuring both developers and consumers uh quote 
I think the problem is right now there are retail outlets that are basically taking or really taking everyone for a ride. You can't make a living at the expense of everybody else. I love End that quote. story, by the way. He said in part, yeah. Ready to him, him being at a GameStop and somebody was like, oh, well, we, yeah, here's a new copy. <laughs> you got the wrong guy. He's like, yeah, you got the wrong guy. They, they try to sell him like a game and they, they sealed up the used uh, one. And you know, it was like, oh, it's new. And he flipped out. He's like, you don't do that to me. I make games. It's awesome. I, I just, love that. He's just like, he, he, that story makes him sound like a 90-year-old man. I'm picturing this high school student crying who works at GameStop. Poor My kid. manager just said He's like, I just shit. fucking lost it on him. I went nam on him. Um, yeah, he, he's an interesting dude. I met him for the first time at E3, um, and I, I interviewed him for a little while. He's he's super into history. So we let, we, oh, we there you that. go. And, 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 and the order is obviously all about history. Um but uh, and that's Wrong what history and that's what Red, and that's, what Red, that's what Red <laughs> all those blimps and everything yeah uh, yeah it's like alter, it's like it's alternate <laughs> weird alternate history yeah. kind of thing um, but you can see his full quote and all the context and stuff at Games Industry International we also have like kind of a distilled version of it on on IGN uh, I think he's somewhat right that like his solution is not to get rid of used games but to cut into the profits that the the, the stores make and give it to developers which I think is fine how do you go about doing that I don't know you have to figure out a new way a new way to sell games or a new system in which these games you know. Um, David Jaffe had a pretty good idea, which was sort of. Do you remember Games that first? It, it <laughs> was like you, it was like this kind of time locked thing where for two two or three months, like you couldn't sell your game, and then you could, and so basically you had to have it for this amount of time, mm. and you mm-hmm. could only sell it back for so much. Or I'm paraphrasing. Here, sure, sure, right, right. It, it it was less just like that. What I find disgusting is when you go into a GameStop and you're there to buy a game the day it comes out. And there's a sign yep. underneath that says, sell this back, you know, tomorrow. For 40 for, bucks. Yeah, and it's like, really? Like, I, maybe just sit with something for a week and see how you feel. Yeah, you there's know? just like, all these conflicting interests, right? But, like, And retail is the least important interest as far as I'm concerned. And, and, the, like, and they are, like, the thing is, is GameStop is going to die. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of, like, when it's going to well, die, die or how adapt. it's going to die. I mean, they're going to – I don't going... know if it's going to – it might adapt into an online-only retailer, at which point then it's going to sell codes and all these kinds of things because exactly. yeah, Amazon will put that? them out. There is, there is some – they're, they're going to have to overhaul their business model drastically. But they're, they could survive, right, as – at least for a little while. I'm not saying permanently or anything. But I can see them buying themselves a few extra years by being the store where you can go to buy codes and also for selling those codes online. Because the thing is, like, right now – and this will probably change too, but right now it is kind of difficult to like just like Mitch, for example, needs a needed a Canadian PSN points card because he has a Canadian PSN account and can't use an American PSN code on it. Maybe and she, buying you know. a code mm-hmm. was like near impossible. He had to finally have someone in Canada buy a <clears throat> physical card and mail it to him. Sure, but that's, like, that's that's a that's a very specific instance. Like for example, if I wanted to download The Last of Us, I turn on my PS3, I go to the store, I see a big picture that says the last of us 15 minutes later the store would load yes it, it, just to be clear. so that's i mean the design on there and it's not the best thing in the world um and their search sucks but uh i see a big picture i click it and i'm downloading it with money in my wallet right or i go to gamestop i give them money they give me a points card i go back i scratch it off i get that gross sand shit all over my couch and then i put it into psn and i have to go past the screen that already has the picture of the last of us to redeem code to put it it's like Five extra steps. And there's only so many stupid people that will fall for that before they're like, hey, yeah, I don't need to go to that store anymore. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. that's true of everything. Like, I order everything on Amazon now, too. It's like, I'm oh, yeah. like, well, oh, shit, sure. I'm out of whatever, and I just have it in my apartment two days later. I know that through my Nintendo platforms, I haven't bought a physical copy of anything in about two years. I download everything. And I have, like, big hard drives and a big memory card and everything like that. 
that was big other too. Yeah. 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 Damn, he just went out and said it. Big regret. <laughs> the slowest creeping high five ever. People have to understand too that like the retail channels, like all Tom is saying, I think he's absolutely right, is that The Last of Us would actually be much cheaper on PlayStation Network. Probably like $15 cheaper if uh, Sony wasn't concerned with alienating GameStop. That's right. the only reason sure. the prices are the same yeah. and the only reason why Vita prices are only marginally less on digital than they are at retail because right. they don't want to fuck these guys quite yet. But eventually they're going to, you know? And right. it's and it's going to happen and it's inevitable and, but you know, this it's kind he- of... It's, it's healthy. When, you know, what you're talking about is what needs to happen so sure. developers make more money. And the concern, of course, being less people would play games if they, were, if they, if they couldn't get them cheaper. And I think that's... A bullet they have to bite, right? Like, this is what we're talking about with the PlayStation 4, why I think it'll be more successful than, at least right now, the Xbox One and strategy, right? The fact that Sony's saying we're going to focus on the core games and we know our core gamer, and we know that audience is smaller, but they we know they'll support us. We right. know that if we give them yeah, what they the want, they'll be there forever. Yeah, exactly. The, the, what, what was it? Ten games sold? Yeah, it's like ten. Year? Yeah, ten games per yeah, the attach, attach rate, which is higher. I would say higher than any anything ever yeah, in terms of in terms possible. of video game in terms of video game hardware. And I, you know, I mean, that's actually just proof for that is how incredibly difficult it is to change a game on the Vita. I'm <laughs> guessing most people downloaded most of those things. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. say almost half of their of their sales are download sales, which is why like MPD numbers are all skewed Arm and stuff. And why MPD is flawed for that reason in and, general. Yeah, and why games like v, like Vita games are they're you know we, well we know on the record that like you know Drinkbox is a good example. Like they're very happy with the way their games sell on Vita sure. and and they're making money on Vita and they're, and I'm sure their next game will be on Vita. Yeah, and um, you wouldn't see this kind of Guacamelee DLC continuing to come out if that game hadn't performed. Right, well. exactly. And it's you be- also wouldn't see that game selling well in a store. No, yeah. no. Sure, God, sure, you no. walk yeah, in the store yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, hey, it's a cartoon Lucha Libre wrestler on a platform <laughs> no one owns. Bye. $60. All duty has dogs. I guess that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, people flipped out at Microsoft for their DRM solution before they reversed their policies, which was, sure. can only lend it to one person. It was this big, complicated thing. And obviously, that wasn't the specific way to go. But there will be some solution there for reselling digital goods. There has to be. And... GameStop is crazy if they don't have a billion people researching what that solution is because there has to be some kind of way to allow there to be a secondhand market in this industry. And I would imagine that will apply to digital goods in some capacity. Sure. I think the, the, the last thing that's really the holdout for retail is um, collector's editions, box sets, big giant things that entice people to actually make physical purchases these days. But I think even there you can still have like Last of Us, Here's a, it's $100, comes with the code for the game. I don't need the box anymore. I don't care. It's just a paper sleeve. They don't even put manuals in those things anymore. Yep. It's a flimsy plastic box with a paper sleeve. So give me the download code, give me a cool statue for my desk, and then maybe like a map or a poster or something like that. Yeah, or even, like, I mean, we were laughing, uh, the Club Nintendo Award for Platinum this year is a, a physical disc, a Majora's Mask soundtrack. And yeah. It's like... A, a soundtrack a is awesome for some of these games. Like, like mail me, a, email me a download code. You yeah. know, like it's same thing for special editions. Like, I agree, I'm a big nerd for statues and all that stuff. But at the same time, like you're probably right. They like, I think we will evolve to a point where special editions are can still be a thing that exists. Maybe it's only through the web store or whatever they print mm-hmm. them on demand or something. But you get a statue and then you get codes for everything else. So you get your exclusive DLC and we your figured, game yeah. and your soundtrack all as codes. That yeah. pretty much already happens, right? Like Injustice, you know, you got it and you opened it and then there was a code for the right. costume. But there was still a, a disc for sure. the game sure, in there, sure, though, sure. yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say in the comments of that story about Ready at Dawn was, like, people insist on using that used car analogy. It is the worst... <laughs> 
the worst analogy. Refresh me on that. Like that, like the, you know. Oh, like, you're selling my car back. Yeah, you can sell your cars. Car companies don't seem really concerned. Are you kidding me? Car companies were horrified. That's why they all sell used cars now. They, they like, figured out how to get in. Used cars were a big deal in the car industry decades ago. And they, like, started to buy their cars back and sell them again. So, like, you, I have, you have to understand, if you're using that used car analogy, it is literally the worst possible analogy to use to defend used game, used game. Oh, no, so, it's literally the worst. I could say... You, you could say, say hamburger meat. Yeah, exactly. A, a yeah. toilet bowl that Anybody I Anybody dumb enough used. to say that is driving a car. <laughs> That's dangerous. You're an idiot. Get off the road. Go I just, like, there are, I think there are legit <laughs> analogies about things. Like, I think books are actually a, a much better example, or, like, CDs. Sure. Uh, but, like, when people are like, you could buy your car, like... They, the car industry was horrified by used cars. Are you kidding me? Like, go read about it. Number, number. What? You drove it around for 10 years and it killed things and covered it in rust? Yeah, bring it on back in. Leave it in the lot. Like, we'll be fine with like, that. Like, show me a car dealership that doesn't try to buy your, your – like, to try to get your car back when you're buying a new car. They want it back so they can sell it again. Yep. And this was something they – like, the, the car dealerships, the car companies themselves got in on, you know, like, pre – like, certified used cars and stuff like that like mercedes is famous for that also used car salesmen sort of became synonymous with some of the worst people on the planet so <laughs> if you want those guys in the gaming sense peddling your wares to you no no thanks yeah everybody really respects the gamestop guy <laughs> exactly. everybody has a great idea Every, I've, everybody I've heard from that story yeah. everybody has that story of that gamestop guy they hate yeah i don't go in the last time i bought anything at gamestop was when ps3 slim came out and i think that's the last time i ever stepped in at gamestop that's wow. impressive yeah uh, I, I i was on a hiatus for a long long time because i went in to buy prince of persia from a gamestop in college and it was like the one in town mm-hmm. and he gave it to me he's like do you want the strategy guide i'm like oh man i'm good he goes see you tomorrow <laughs> and I was like, done never again and like and i eventually um, ta- ran into somebody at a bar who worked there and like, that guy's gone you should come back <laughs> yeah our, my last time was uh it's with awesome. you it was uh Amazon doesn't sell Nintendo products, so we pre-ordered our Wii U's oh, in right, person right. at GameStop, and that right. was the last time I was. And I, was I in had one. to go pick it up there too. And I remember yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone, when you got like when that tr- that procession they went to GameStop at Pal to pre-order, there were people that left behind like, "Why what? are you going? Why?" Are you <laughs> yeah. um, Never regretted that decision. We get excited for video games here at IGN, even when they don't turn out that great. <laughs> I'll buy a Wii. Like I said, I'll buy a Wii U when it's priced the way what I think it, it's worth. Just like the PS3. Well, I didn't buy a PS3 until it was three hundred dollars. That's a, that's a, well, a lot of people that listen to this podcast for a long time know that. I refused to buy one oh. until it, until it cost exactly what I thought it was worth. And with the Wii U, we're talking about about one fifty. I mean, like right now, it is cheaper to buy a Wii U, the basic Wii U, and Earthbound. It is cheaper to buy that than it is to find a copy of the actual Super Nintendo version of Earthbound. So if you're in the market I'm, for Earthbound, I'm, it's I'm worth playing it. Earthbound for the first time right now. And oh it's my god, it's so good! Fantastic. Welcome, so good. welcome to Earthbound. Yeah, welcome to Earthbound. <laughs> Uh, number four, guys. The Last of Us was the best selling. <laughs> Let's go home. <laughs> the Last of Us was the best selling game in the U.S. in June, but PlayStation Three was still outsold by Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty for the Dang. month. I predicted that PS Three would actually outsell Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Mm-hmm. One of the only times it will ever happen. But I was wrong. Other PS3 games on the top 10 charts in the U.S. include Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, NBA 2K13, which is also on PSP, which is yep. very weird. Injustice Gods Among Us, Deadpool, and Battlefield 3. Battlefield 3 being weird because it's fucking free right now on PlayStation Plus. It's also really old. <laughs> yeah, uh, The Last of Us is the only PS3 exclusive of the chart. Um, have we been playing? I doubt I it. I guarantee it. it. Oh, have you been we playing? have, we did, but oh. we got really caught up in that uh, Ready at Dawn one. Okay, okay. I, did, I did a, I guarantee that's four nothing. I, I think right now. Yeah, you're nailing wow, it. Wow, you're, you're knocking out of the park. You're getting old. You're getting good. I'm getting old. Number five. This is very sad. News. Here he comes. Here he comes, and I doubt it. <laughs> Sony silently revealed on Twitter that the servers for SOCOM Confrontation, SOCOM <laughs> Four, and Massive Action Game will be shut Mag! down wow. on, Ju- on January twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen. So get your time in with those online centric games now before it's too late. Especially Mag, which will be totally unplayable. I guarantee yep. it. What uh, happens when it like 
you're just there and then it like does the sky go black? <laughs> well, that was like when that's they, really when they, sad to me. When they shut down the Halo Two servers, there were people who like stayed connected because it was like as long as you were still connected, you were connected like peer to peer. So you would so you stay were just connected in the game forever. So people were like, "My system's been running for ninety nine days," oh and like God. all this terrible stuff. Um, the one good piece of news that came out of this was that Jim Riley posted that video you did with him. Yeah, the, the old that I had totally that old mag video is the best. No I matter how many people, so whenever so, I can't believe that people when they see it get so angry. People were <laughs> still angry at us for that. If you haven't seen the video, I'll, I'll embed it here in the thing. But it's uh, me and Jim Riley just team killing our own team. Like we we were playing at my desk and I was on the headset and Jim was actually playing. And so we'd start the thing up and uh, Jim would immediately start knifing his own team in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be going, "There's someone here. There's a sleeper agent." Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I do like no one else has a mic because it's PlayStation. So I'm just People like got mad at that. Oh my! The, the comments were like, oh, "You guys are ruining the game." I'm like we did it for five minutes and filmed it. Everybody, calm down. It's never the same after the that. The game ruined that game. That's not what you guys. <laughs> Mag wasn't a bad game, as far as I remember. It was just it was like Born. super ambitious and not what Zipper fans wanted. Sure. Um. The in like it was massive action game. It's time to let it go. It was Titanfall. Part. It's time to let it go. I think we all when it, when it came out, got announced. We all we all knew this day would come that eventually servers would be turned off. Right. I was not very soon. I, don't I was very sad when calling all car servers went offline, but that's, that's what it's got to be. And so, like, I saw I, somebody hit me up on Twitter with a petition to get you know get get bots supported in Mag and all this other stuff, and it's just like, dude, the studio who made them they don't exist anymore. Like yeah. that, that code isn't yeah. just like easily accessible for somebody to jump out and do something. Yeah, the, some of those petitions blow my mind. Like, I mean, like. If you, because, like, I guess, I don't know, we, obviously we're privileged to be able to play a lot of games, and obviously we're more aware of the industry than some people are. But, sure. like, you see people making these petitions, and they're like, man, bring Persona 4 Golden to PS2. We deserve that version, too. And I'm like, wow, that will never, ever, ever, ever happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it has, it's like, 12,000 signatures. It's even the ones where we, we've been kind of... Uh, we've been getting them for you know Dart and PlayStation All Stars and stuff yeah. like that, like all these characters. Is like I'm, I know people want us to retweet those and like write about them. Like it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. It's just it's not going to happen. Sony doesn't even have a relationship with them anymore. You know, like yeah. like that game sold about a million copies. They're not supporting it anymore. It's over. I'm sorry. No one loved PlayStation All Stars and evangelized that game more than I did before That's it came true. out. And you guys should have bought it. And then maybe we would have been getting this DLC. I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. Number six. Michael Angeli, the longtime television writer who worked on Battlestar Galactica, Caprica, and Monk, most importantly. Monk. Monk. One of my favorite shows. OCD. It was uh, the Clement show. Monk is so good. Monk is so good. Well, it was. It was. Revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> fell off the rails. Re- revealed at San Diego Comic-Con that he's been working on a PlayStation-exclusive game with Sony Santa Monica for over two years. He also noted that it's not a God of War game. Thank God. It's Monk. He said, he said that the 150... <laughs> this is the interesting part. The 150-person team that worked on God of War Ascension has all moved on to his project. Wow. What? Wow. I guarantee it. That's Battlestar That's really Ascension. exciting. That's really cool. And what if it was a I bet you it is a sci-fi game, which would be awesome from a, a, a studio of that pedigree that doesn't have the angry dude in it uh, anymore. They don't have to worry about that guy. We, all right, so you land on a, your, your, your character, S. Monk, lands on a planet and tears the eye out of a centaur. <laughs> I would just be like, I'm not playing video games anymore. <laughs> I just uh, wanted to be Kratos in a space suit. <laughs> that, so that, that would be so, awesome. So that would is, be really there, cool. In Ascension, there is that weird teaser yes. with, the pl- with the planet right, Earth. This, yep. And... You thought that maybe it had something to do with God of War. I bet you it actually has something to do with this game. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Or I forgot about that one. Good Monk call. lived Good on Earth. Monk did live on Earth in San Francisco. Actually, as far. No, number seven, Soul Calibur 2 HD has been announced and will come to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 this fall. Famously, each version of Soul Calibur 2 toted exclusive characters. Link on GameCube spawn on Xbox and Hayachi on PlayStation 2, but the teaser release for the game indicates that it's the PS2 version alone that will be released, likely due to copyright issues. I had the GameCube version personally. Me too. Yeah, me and too. Link is like 
ridiculously overpowered. It's Everyone like hilarious. Everyone had the, uh, the GameCube version. I yeah. think that was the only multi-platform game that sold best on GameCube that, that generation. I mean, it's the same thing now. If they released this on Wii U and said Link was in it, I would buy that game. Yeah, I would too. pay $60 for that I game. loved that game. That was really yeah. fun. Yeah, it was, it was a fantastic game. I remember it came out, what, summer 03, right? Uh, somewhere in there, yeah. I think so. It was the, su- it was the summer of the blackout in yes. New York. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Before my time. You don't remember the? Were you? Did you, you well, were I had I had just moved from. Yeah, I, oh. I was born in two thousand three. Uh, no, I had I had just moved from Texas to Connecticut. Oh, okay. So I yeah, wasn't the, in New York yet. The uh, do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. Where like where there was just no people power were for, walking like, a week, walking across the bridge and everything. It was, really there was like a drove of people. Yeah, my brother my brother made a shirt that was funny, like just to make fun of people. Like I survived because he was working in Brooklyn at the time, and he walked across Brooklyn Bridge to go home, and it was like I survived the blackout or whatever. Like just because everyone was like all like feverish and like you know struggling and stuff like that's like all right relax it was in the summer right yeah it was really really hot it was i thought it was awesome though like when it happened like i was we, you know we had like my my friend <laughs> like, it's finally <laughs> happening soviets are invading well i just thought it was because awesome, like we you know we, we had every, all my friends had pools and we were just hanging out and drinking and having fun and like, it was just kind of cool to like step away from like the technology for a while i was in new sure. york none of my friends had pools we were drinking but we didn't like we were sitting in apartments i was in new york too thousand degrees on a long island doesn't count. Oh, Altano was just in his his, his wife beater tank top <laughs> and his boxers, smacking the air conditioner. Fix the fucking blackout. <laughs> Where's the power? <laughs> and I agree. Long Island, Long Island should be its own state. It shouldn't be part of New York. Ooh. Number eight. I doubt it. I don't even know what that story was. Where? What? How did we get to that? Because <laughs> he said doesn't count. But what was the story? What was the news story we started on there? What's coming? Oh. Soul Calibur 2 is coming to, to play Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it on that one. We could have done without that one. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we – Why won't the thing turn on? I've got to play hey, I got to want to play the Yodas. Uh, no, thousand degrees in here. Number eight, Ace Combat, <laughs> Ace Combat Infinity has been announced and will be coming exclusively to PlayStation 3. It will be available digitally on the PlayStation Network. I doubt it. I like how you went to it. You knew right away. Your, your mark was already in the I doubt it column. <laughs> Uh, number nine, Capcom revealed that Strider HD is currently in development and will come to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 as well as Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC at an undetermined time. The game is under development by Double Helix and is not simply a remake or upgrade, but an all-new game. Uh, I think that's an I guarantee it. Yeah, time and time again. Yeah. It looks like kind of like Shadow Complex. Which, you like that game? Oh, I fucking love it. It's one, like, um, one of your favorite Xbox games. It's probably my favorite Xbox game. Yeah. Aesthetically, it looks like, uh, whatchamacallit, Bionic Commando Rearmed or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Number 10. Hopefully not as stiff as Bionic Commander Rearmed. Yes. I didn't like that game. Me I'm just going to be honest with you. A lot of people like that game. I didn't like that game no, very much. Either. Number 10. Namco has trademarked three new Tales titles in Japan. Tales of Catastora, Tales of Creolis, and Tales of Sestoria. I hope none of those get made. It's worth noting that the only one of these games that only one of these games is likely to be uh, made into a real game, or perhaps none of them. Namco in the past trademarked games such as Tales of Blessia and Tales of Flowaria. These sound like over-the-counter medicines. That were never <laughs> that were never turned into actual games. It's probably them just figuring out what's next. Colin, Wait, on Twitter, we talked about Tales of Hugs. Are mm-hmm. we gonna, are we gonna Tales of Hugs game? HD. Yeah. <laughs> I have Tales of Zillia. I'll be reviewing it. No, uh, that'll go up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tales of Zillia 2 comes out next year along with Tales of Symphonia HD. It seems like Namco found a lot of promise with Tales of Graces and Nino Kuni that there are people Nino, that want you to get a no, no. I think I think the way J- Nino Kuni especially sold like blew everyone away. Yeah. So, and I think I, I if I were a betting man, we will get a sequel to Nino Kuni. Ooh. I guarantee you. on DS. Can it be called Nino Tooney? That's what. That's why the favorite part too is like, <laughs> and, and people, like <laughs> people are like Wrath of the White, which is not an exclusive. It's on DS. I'm like they are totally, totally different games. Different games yes. But okay, number and eleven. Then three No Kuni would be the the trilogy. I would love that. 
Number 11. The 3DS and Wii U indie game Mutant Muds is officially coming to PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita. It's so good. Uh, it is so good. You guys need to play this game. If you've never played it before because you're anti-Nintendo systems, you need to play Mutant Muds. It's fantastic. Yeah, it looks great. Give, it me, looks incredible give me this. Not, I, don't even, I don't know what it is. Give me um, the synopsis. It's, uh, it started as a 3DS platformer that um, you could ba- – it basically used depth a lot, uh-huh. but um, – so it was one of the best-looking games in 3D. It's it's very 16-bit art style, music, and everything. It's, uh, Jules Watson made it. It's very throwback to old-school um, Super Nintendo-era platforming games. You have 200 seconds or whatever to uh, beat a level, collect a bunch of stuff, oh, cool. kill the enemies, get to the end, and you get upgrades for your gun and stuff like that. You're a cool little guy with a jetpack and sunglasses, and you shoot things. But they put it on Wii U in HD, and it looks fantastic, so I assume it's going to look just as great on PS3 and Vita. Radical. Yeah, no no news on when it's coming. He kind of just said it off the cuff in an interview, actually. He never really clarified anything. Number 12, the most important news. Pixel Junk Monsters Ultimate HD yeah, has a release yeah, yeah, date. Yeah, yeah. We just got it. It was very exciting. I'm very excited about yeah, this. Yeah, it's a great game. Very excited there, about this. Well, yeah, we're, we're getting... We're, everyone... I've been playing Dragon's Crown for a long time, but we're getting that today for everyone as well, so it's going to be hard to figure out what you're going to want to play on the Vita. The special Vita port of the famous Pixel Junk game will be released on July 30th in the US and July 31st in most other worldwide territories. It's going to be hard it's, to tear myself away from Chrono Volt to play it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it That's really, an I guarantee it, too. It is getting hard. I, I'm trying to get... Are you still I, playing Animal Crossing? Are you still well, addicted? on and off, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to play... I, I finished Hotline Miami. I really would love to get the Platinum if I'm hardcore enough. We'll see. Um, Give me the elevator pitch on Pixel Junk Monsters, because I love all the Pixel Junk games. This is the one that started it all. The love affair. This is the one that really made people love this studio, right? But it's tower defense. You're a little tiki man. You have a bunch of little uh, tiki babies. Okay. Yep. You got to walk over to trees and dance around them mm-hmm. <laughs> to build things. And then you dance around the things you've built to upgrade them. And you walk around collecting coins. You got to stop all the monsters. It's so good. Really good awesome. soundtrack. Really good art. I, yeah. may, I imagine it'll be awesome as it's always been on On Vita, platform. it's going to make a lot more sense, I think. But that's, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, sorry, I want to get through Hell of I want to play through Limbo again I want to play Cinemora on Vita because it looks really good I want to play that Jack collection that came out I want to play this oh yeah I gotta get Dragon's you Dragon's Crown I gotta get you that I heard so bad much. things about the Jack collection from Jimmy Champagne yeah I heard that it's got Beyond like Beyond. serious frame rate issues yeah. uh, Mike Mitchell said the same thing because I got Shout a copy. Out. Oh of the game shit! Game. This got frame rate issues. I, I said that I gave him my <laughs> copy of it because I was like I'm not gonna ever play this and I have it on yeah. PS3 um, and. He was like, I was like, what did you think? And he's like, I played for a while. I was like, the frame rate was dipping and stuff. I'm like, that's unusual because I think the the port on PS3 was fine. Uh, number thirteen, Worms. This is the most important maybe news of all. Worms <laughs> Revolution Extreme has been announced for PlayStation Vita and will be coming to the handheld this fall. Uh, the portable port brings with it forty seven missions, twenty five puzzles, and three modes. A lot of people really like Worms. Worms, I don't, are, worms are really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't play. I never played it. So. You can put a You've never played any Worms? I don't think so. It's a wow. good. It's a good multiplayer game. so yes. You won't like it. Single player is, is not. Worms was really fun. Like way back in the day, like sitting around with a bunch of dumb friends playing Worms. Like I don't really feel the need for like a crazy HD version of Worms or anything. Yeah. Score is ten to three. Very well played. Thank you. Very well played. Um, Andrew. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on this Worms. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> I love having Worms. <laughs> but it's not out yet. So if I mm-hmm. wanted to walk into the old mom and grop shop, mm-hmm. find out what they got on those shelves, where could I go before I got in? The official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Do, 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 do. Who maintains that? Is that you? Do, 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 it's me. Wow. It's specifically me. No, he, just says, he just says it and then Colin It's me, it. Mark Here's Nix. something that broke my heart, though. This broke my heart on Twitter the other day that uh-huh. uh, somebody was talking to M-Dog, and they asked, uh, you know, if it, why doesn't the uh, the jingle the Greg sings after the thing, why isn't it on the thing? And he's like, I don't know. And it broke my heart that they said that. What the Greg sings because that used to be Clements. Clements I still yeah, think yeah, Clements. Yeah. I'm still just doing a Clements impression. Yeah, too bad he died too. It's yep. true. 
Just as a PlayStation hired a dead guy? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the prophecy, the, the die's been cast. We're all just waiting for the boating accident. <laughs> what, if ja- what if it's Jack Trenton's boat? Oh, wow. But Jack's Jack okay. Wow. Invite, Jack Jack's Trenton, okay. Jack Trenton invites Clements on his boat. <laughs> the pizza are coming to together. PlayStation. Let's, go, let's go have a barbecue. <laughs> I don't know. My wife just got pregnant. <laughs> um, every one of these games are available digitally. Oops. Ooh. The Smurfs 2, the video game. How are yes. the trophies? That's, okay, so this, this was the first thing I thought of when I saw that this game was coming out. And I'm like, I don't want to do anymore. that anymore. That's not you I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I still am going to look. Hot Shots what, Golf. What did they say? Oh, you haven't looked yet. Looked okay, okay. Hot, I don't think anyone has the game yet. Okay. Hot Shots Golf World Invitational. I was just going to say, Smurfs 2 has white Smurfs in it. That's a problem. Racist. Maybe I am racist. I think Smurfs should be blue. Keep it clean. Keep it blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hot Shots Golf World Invitational comes to PSN. That is, of course, the Vita launch game. Okay. Um, that's been ported probably because it didn't sell well. Uh, I didn't like it. I tried it. Yeah, it didn't impressed. have the, it didn't it, what I loved about Hot Shots game was taking my character, building up their loyalty, buying crazy outfits, having all the girls in sexy bikinis, having all the dudes in sexy bikinis. But you <laughs> couldn't do that in this one. This one, you know what I mean? This one yeah. you had like, oh, change the color of her skirt. Yeah. I was like, that's not the I mean, it felt it, you know, kind of like almost like Mod Nation did. It it felt like kind of a limited version of yeah. entries in that franchise we'd played before. I wasn't I I do this thing every few years where I'm like, maybe this golf game will be fun. Nope. What about Mario Golf? Mario, Mario Golf's Golf? the fucking yeah. best. Is it, I thought Mario I Golf. No, that. Mario Golf is coming to yeah, 3DS. Yeah, it's coming to 3DS. Yeah, new one's not out yeah. yet. But I, I'm I sure I'll buy it. it and I'll play it for a couple hours and I'll be like, oh, it's golf. I will Dude. dust off the 3DS and play Mario Golf. I spent so much time in Mario Golf on 64 and Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it's absurd. And and GameCube. GameCube, we, yeah, it was yeah, a- Mushroom Tour, bro. That shit Toadstool was... too, are you oh, fucking Toadstool. fake oh, ass clown? Oh my god, <laughs> get the hell out! I'm out of it. I like the game. I, I like the game. This is a Toadstool tour, bro. Listen, listen. When I was playing my game Square, I really enjoyed. I'm one of you guys, right, bros? You get the fuck out. <laughs> I like the GameCube version better than the N64 version. I don't think that's a popular opinion, though. I agree with you, though. That was like what we did in college. We had the GameCube was such a great college system. Really I just want you to know, I still have my GameCube memory card, which now doesn't work in the Wii U. But I have my my save from Mario Golf, which has the albatross that I got. Ooh. Just the proudest moment of my entire life. Yeah, I don't even know. It's what a that wonder means. you don't have a girlfriend. So third, third or fourth date, pop that one. Yeah, yeah. Table. What does that mean? What's the albatross? I don't know. What that means. It's um, <laughs> the restaurant on. So you know, there's like a birdie, and then there's an eagle. Yeah, and it's it, it was like whatever four under par or whatever. Uh, yeah. How's that even possible? It's a it's a hole in two on a par five, I think. Did you ever get the condor? <laughs> I mean, an ice climber? idiot. You got a little excited for it. Uh, <laughs> Stealth Inc., A Clone in the Dark, comes to both. This, is, of course, was called Stealth Bastard. They had to rename it. Uh, comes to Vita and PSN. Uh, that game looks really cool. We're having Vince review it. Uh, I li- Mac. I, I, like, I played it at E3. It was actually really cool. Those are the, the guys that did this game and helped port it, I think, are the guys that did Explode Amon. Oh, I, I know that. Correctly. Uh, Xenoclash 2 comes to PSN. Zone of the Enders HD and Zone of the Enders, the second runner HD, come to PSN. And Do Ooh. Not Fall comes to PSN. Demos for Storm, which is a game I played years ago. I don't even know that game came out. Uh, and Xenoclash 2. No PS2 classics, no PS1 classics. Mm-hmm. I think Labyrinth mm-hmm. Legends is free for PlayStation Plus. What did you think of that game? I forget. I didn't review it. I played it a little bit. It's cool. It's like a roguelike. Okay. Okay. Do we have a pick of the week in there? I don't even... Uh, Stealth Bastard would probably be the pick of the week, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. okay. Or Hot Shots, I mean... Oh, you guys don't like the port, though. I had the Japanese version on Vita, so I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I still play it quite I played it. I played it a lot. Trophies <laughs> will pop every once in a while. I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. Good to see you, too, birds. 
Uh, let's check in with listeners. Remember, listeners, be part of the show beyond at IGN.com. Let's start with an email from Andrew Hi, Prima that will, in fact, be a spoiler. We'll try. We'll dance around some of it for The Walking Dead, the game, season one. So if you don't want to do that, I would jump ahead a little bit. I don't think we, we – you don't have to ruin too much of it. We're 400 days because I haven't played 400 days. No, this doesn't really – I'll bring that in in the most passing sense. Great. But, and we don't have to talk about the exact ending, but you'll know right one character for sure who survives if you listen to this question. Oh, yes. Okay. I know this. Andrew says beyond. Beyond. What do you guys think about Clementine returning in the season two of The Walking Dead? Personally, I'm a little hesitant. I was satisfied with Clem's fate at the end of the first season and feel like continuing her journey will take away from her story with Lee. Thanks, Andrew. If you didn't miss this, yep. San Diego Comic-Con was last week. I got to host this panel at The Walking Dead. Kirkman was on it. A whole bunch of Telltale guys. Dave Fenoy was out there in the crowd. Uh, DaveFenoy.com. DaveFenoy.com. Go buy a coffee mug. And the question was asked, you know, pretty much of, finally, Kirkman's like, you guys are just not saying anything about season two. Because everybody kept asking us about season two, and they're like, it's coming soon. It'll, you know, it'll come to the Vita the same time as it comes to everything else, and it's going to be this fall, and yada, yada, yada. And finally, they, asked, they tried to pin him down on something, and they showed a teaser image that uh, was basically, they said, first off, they confirmed that Clementine will have some role in season two. They didn't mm-hmm. say playable, they didn't say non-playable, they didn't say like that. Clementine's in season two, though. And then, for my money, the image they showed at the very end looked like Clem sitting on a log in a rain slicker with a, a little kid next to her. Yeah. Like another kid next to her. You've seen this image? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think they said it was at E3, but I never made it to the booth to see. I never, they had private appointments at E3. I never got there to see it. Mm-hmm. It never got reported on. I didn't so. see it until Comic-Con okay. as well. So, so what do I fe- how do you feel about Clem being in this game? Personally, I think, I'm I think fine it's with good. It. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I, um, it's one of those things that had you asked me the second I finished season one, I would have been like, oh, my God, I want to know more. And then a few months went by, and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of good with that story. You can leave it right there. There. So I see his point yeah. of sort of being like, you can put a, a pin on that, and that's it. It's over. But we spent all of season one like teaching her, training her, like showing her how to hold a gun, like right. bringing her through all this stuff to just like have her – watch her friend die and then that's her that's it for her yeah i don't like it i want i want more from her i want to see her grow up i want to see her evolve and take on the world on her own i do and i don't i'm really torn on it like i it's it's the same way i feel about any other game like like if you ask me about bioshock dlc about the last of us dlc about anything else like i would rather leave that experience alone Mm -hmm. than risk having something tarnish it in some way and i know people say like obviously you can always go back it's not like a bad sequel would ever hurt anything but for me like I I love where Clementine's story ended and and seeing those two people in the distance and interpreting it however the hell right, you want right. that is that is whatever you want it to be and like I would just be I'm a little nervous about how they can approach it I'm not saying Clementine being in it will be a bad thing but I would almost prefer you know Walking Dead the whole reason the franchise is so huge and can go on forever and ever is because there are a trillion stories to tell to tell in this universe and so to tell to to tell tale ah. in this universe um, so yeah I don't know I, I would I would almost rather see, see them not. One of the other reasons The Walking Dead is so popular, though, is because at any given moment, they can murder one of their main characters. And you as a viewer have to be prepared for that. And I think that's the thrill of watching the show, reading the comic books, playing the games. It's like, wow, I really like this guy. Oh, shit, he's dead. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. So they could bring back Clementine, and they could kill her in five minutes. Like, that's a total possibility. I don't think they will, because... I don't see the point in doing something like that. Well, I mean, it's a toy with your emotions, right? Like, yeah. I, I put up an article where I did, like, five predictions on what, where they could go from this. Mm-hmm. And the one that I still think is, for me, the one that makes the most sense for what would happen is that ep- season two, episode one, is going to start. We're going to be playing as a new character. And at some point in the, in the events of episode one, we get broken away from the group. 
we are wandering away from maybe a giant zombie massacre, and we look over and we see her on the, we our stories cross over there. We look over and we see this girl on a log. Yeah. And then see episode two is meeting her, and then it all comes into play of what what you did in season one, how you taught her sure. trust strangers, run from strangers, don't believe you know I mean you know blah, blah blah. Say hi to people, have a gun, keep your hair short, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. That's where we see all that start playing out based on what with the Clem we built, and then she does stick with that's and either like you're I really saying like that. I dies like that. and you know we're torn apart or she breaks off on her own and you know yeah, maybe that's yeah. just our glancing See, I, shot at that it. idea i'm fine with i it's it's for me like you haven't played 400 days yet but playing 400 days and seeing how they approach new stories made me excited for them to keep telling yeah, new stories really yeah sure. like i just i think they're really good at at setting like those are some of the best writers in this industry right now and that's why it's such a competitive like they're hiring one of those new writers and that is like the job right now and I, I really and, like, like your idea a lot of like you kind of see her as this sort of like almost cardboard cutout that just comes into the scene, does one thing, and then leaves. Mm. And if it's like maybe saves one of your characters with a gun because she learned something in season one that right, you did right. or didn't teach her, I really, yeah. really like that. Well, I think I, – so I guess that's kind of my answer uh, to Andrew's question is that like I'm – I, lo- I like the idea of her returning. I wouldn't be thrilled if we played as her. You don't want to it's, star it's her. It'll yeah, be, yeah, yeah, it yeah. will be really weird to be Clem. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. ugh, now we're, hold on. We're, if you're, you've made it this far into the spoiler territory, stick with us. I want to spoil a little bit of The Last of Us. So I'm going to do that right now. It, you know, like, it made sense when I jumped into play as Ellie, right? Like, the way that we were eased into that made sense to me. And I was like, okay, this right. is fine. This is cool. This is a nice change of pace. But, like, to all of a sudden, you know, this girl that I've known for, you know, 10 hours and not had anything to do with, even never never even thought of playing as her, now yeah. to pick up and be her would be weird. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with, like, yeah, what you guys are describing, like, a cameo appearance wouldn't bother me at all. I think that's actually a really smart, cool way sure. to evolve the save system and everything else. But... Having her be the focus of the story, I think, would be really risky on their I, part. I will say that I don't want to see Zombie Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to see him out in the world. I don't want to look at, like, like he's in one crowd shot or something and someone who finds him. Let that story in. And I don't know why I have that separation there, but I guess to me, like, his story is officially done. And there's yeah. no, like, oh, he's walking around with maybe half an arm and he's scaring kids and stuff like that. Let him go. I, I agree. Well, and that's my perspective on narrative in general. I like ambiguity. I like when things aren't afraid to – like, it is awesome to me. I won't, like, mention specific game names, I guess. But I, I love when a game ends with a super ambiguous ending. I think that is great. And I don't really want DLC or anything else to fill in those gaps. Like, it's the same reason I didn't really love the ending of Lost. I was like, stop answering questions. Stop it. Let <laughs> oh, me yeah, interpret yeah. this. Like. It's. I, I think it's better. It's the inception thing. It's whatever you want to believe that top spinning is. Going back to what Brian said, personally, I would like it if, if in my Walking Dead season one thing, I didn't, I didn't shoot Lee. Yeah. If yeah, somewhere in in a background, you just saw him. You know oh, he's just he did. Like one. Yeah, and I, I don't want him to be like attacking my characters and yada yeah. yada. Oh, dang! There's something I won't ruin for Walking for 400 days that I thought was cool. But yeah. I mean, 400 days did something somewhat similar with the character, some characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was okay. Fun. But they, I, I think their approach to it was really smart. The way they do sure. 400 days, sure. that type of crossover is. Totally fine. Yeah, that was a good little filler thing, and I think it was a great way to set up. Like people have asked me a lot on comments, you know, how is 400 Days going to play into season two? And obviously, we're, it's all speculation at this point. For my money, there, what happens is, and this isn't spoiling anything for mm-hmm. you. At sure. the end of 400 Days, you have people who are like, are, "We'll go with this. We'll go this direction, or whatever." Yeah. But some, depending on choices, some of that group may say, "You're going to stay here. We're not going to go right. with just you. like yeah. just like season one." Exactly. Basically. So sure. I imagine when we start season. Two, we are a brand. This is sticking with my Clementine idea too. We're a brand new character surrounded by those characters from 400 days yep. that we we ran into their group and we're with them now. But then, yeah, our whole camp gets overrun and it's broken down to two of us and we take off. 100 percent agree. That is exactly what I talked to Mitch and Marty about. I think that's exactly how it'll go. A lot of people think you're going to play as one of those people. I totally. I don't think so. Do not if that's true, 
though, see, I didn't like 400 days at all. I thought it was like totally unnecessary. Like, I don't understand why it exists. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's just this like hodgepodge of stories. Like, I did, didn't resonate with me at all. I played mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, okay, like. What is the point of me even playing this? Like, why did I just play this? I have yeah. a very, Isn't it to make the bed to go sleep in? I mean, if that makes, that's a I bad a analogy. Strange. You're not going to sleep when you play season It should have just been the epilogue to, to, to like, or, yeah, the, no, the prologue to, to uh, the, the second, second season. season. Like, they that should I, just release it at I the same time. With, and I haven't even yeah. played it yet, but I have this weird hesitance to go to it because, to me, season one was packaged so perfectly. It ended... I was sitting there on the floor holding a controller looking up, like, yeah, yeah. choking But why up. do you think that's not what this is? I think this is the prologue to season two in, in every way. But you're describing if, – if, if what you guys are just saying that what you want it to be is, you know, like, whatever, these people end up, like, kind of with your group at the very beginning and then it just breaks off. So, like, it's just no. totally meaningless. It's just like maybe, – Maybe they'll be with you the whole game. I'm just saying – I hope so. I hope so. People. I, like, hope that, that like, those people are with us in the, for the entire game. Like, otherwise, that thing existed for literally no reason. Well, you know, like, knowing I don't, the, no, the way the writers write the story is that – don't think it'll be like that it'll probably something happened during that will mean one door is open right four episodes I don't know. Later. that's and also i, I appreciate the nuance but that that makes it more unnecessary. it's it's a bigger picture thing sure. right it's the same reason i think minerva's den for bioshock 2 is an incredible piece of dlc it has nothing to do with bioshock 2 it is a completely self-contained right. story elsewhere in rapture and that is the coolest approach to dlc i think it, that exists overall like i want to see the last of us do that i want to see bioshock infinite do that and i think it's cool that the walking dead kind of did that like there are more stories to tell than just the two characters you controlled. There I are agree, so like, what many happened? cool stories that you could tell in <laughs> – seriously, though, like in, in The I Last of Us serious. or anything else, you could tell so many cool stories with two other characters. And mm-hmm. I think uh, that is – for me, like Joel and Ellie's story, I have gotten enough of what I want in, in The Last of Us's core campaign. Give me someone else. And I, that's why I really respect The Walking Dead 400 Days. I, I will say this, though, that in terms of what happens with Clem and Walking Dead – like the second season, like I first of all think it's a complete given at the end of season one that she will be the main character in season two, and I, I would think you're. I, I my personal take is you're going to be very disappointed if you don't think you're gonna, like she will be the main character. I, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed either way. I'm just get, I think that's for, out of all the theories I proposed, I think the one I said yes. is the one I think they'll go with. I mean, now, well, the they other were thing, selling her hat at Comic Con, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a this is merchandise now. This is an iconic character. Well, I mean, so. she's sure. going to be the main character in season two. The other thing to think about too is that we keep talking about you know, oh, well, this is you know going to you know we don't want to see them ruin what season one was or whatever. But like if we're talking about it very much as a game with a sequel, whereas I think they're coming at it very much as a season with another yeah. season. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is uh, this is you know, it wouldn't like if it, if season 1 of the Walking Dead TV show ended, we wouldn't pick up season 2 and be like, "Well, I hope we don't see Rick in it." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Right, right, right. It's exactly. I really like the way true. season 1 ended. I don't need any more forever. <laughs> oh, well, my patience with the Walking Dead just generally starting to wear a little thin. As Greg knows, like the fact that they don't get into the lore is like really starting You want to like the science stuff. Yeah, it's, like really yeah. starting to bother me now. And like I hope that they eventually get to that place or whatever. But but playing a game is different, and I, I like I like the individual stories there. It's just like in the in the grander scheme of watching the show, I'm like I really am starting not to give a shit about. But it's anything. the same thing. Star it's Wars just... got into the lore, and we know how that. <laughs> it's the same thing Greg always says with like the new Batman movie. Like if there's a new Batman movie, don't give me the origin. It's the same thing. You've seen a billion zombie things. Fill in the blank. There have been a thousand zombie origin stories. It was one of those. Yeah, there like, was I don't a think it matters. Pipe at the, at the yeah. But where's the home? Where's they the were all having a party in the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. and then I still think that's the most important part Why? of the story. Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think no, it's about I the mean, that's Because it gives you context. Like, is there hope? Like, is there any hope? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to ruin the, the show, but you find hope through you each like, other. You like Colin. the road, though, right? Yeah, I love they the don't, road. They never tell you in the road what happened. No, they don't. 
That's great. Yeah, yeah it is. Because it I, I, I think it's distracting I, when they when they. Focus I like on yeah. It. That is, I mean, for me, we always talk about this with The Walking Dead when we when we have this conversation, right? That it's for me, I'd rather just jump into what's happening. Let's go. Like you said, we've seen it a million times, and also I think it's way more believable that way. Yep. I, if the zombie outbreak happened and everything went down and it was me and a bunch of people running around Georgia, I wouldn't expect all of a sudden to run to a scientist who just happened to work for the CDC, who yeah. just happened to be working on the cure, and this is yeah, how it they all started blah, blah, blah. to do that. That's, what I'm this and that's why the show's bullshit and the comics and game are so much better. That's what they yeah. start. They started to do with us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they got I the think, fuck away from that because everybody's like, "Fuck you, that's stupid." Yeah, yeah. I, I think the road. I think the road is is an awesome story, and and Cormac McCarthy is obviously a far better writer than any of the other people we're talking about. No offense. Better than Brian? so so like. So you know, like he can te- just edge you out. So he can tell like that that very narrative driven story about two people. It's very short. There's no chapters. Like it's just like kind of sure. goes. And I appreciate that. And but you have to. Uh, I I didn't see the movie because I don't really want to. And I, I think you saw it though. Yeah. But like they in the too. movie, like to give people a little something because they knew that that wouldn't work. They do insinuate what happens. You know, in the movie, even though Cormac McCarthy never insinuated what it was. It it, it it I think he intended it to be like an environmental disaster, and like global warming. And uh, so, like, it does it, – that does suggest to me that there are people that feel that way, like, that I do that. Like, I kind of need to know what happened to appreciate Why where you, you are. Like, I yeah. mean, there was a mix-up at the science lab and somebody bit somebody and there was a monkey and it broke out of the – the pen like who gives a shit like, well, I, I, yeah. I, but i care more about like I, the 28 days later and stuff like that did it make it any better for you where you saw the the lab rats running around like <laughs> and somebody well, gets bit well like, because I, I i like i like context in terms of like is there like the big question i have with the walking dead like is there a government like is there a military there's a governor yeah there's a the governor but like but is there like a is the, the, the government still exists like is there is there some sort of like super huge safe zone like are like you know what is going on? Like that's the kind of stuff that really interests me. Like, is but that, there but any not, order at all? I but think but at see, that point, you you want it as the way you know TV is before, right? Where it's like you can jump around, like Jericho, right? Where yeah. you jump around and see these things. I like it better that I mean, literally one day I'm going to pick up Walking Dead comic, and maybe they are going to run into a safe zone. Maybe yeah, they are going to run into the government. You want a beginning, government. middle, and end all in like a a two hour thing, and it doesn't always work like that. Like the the Walking Dead is about characters running around in this horrible world and dealing with horrible people and horrible monsters. It's not about, hey, maybe there's this pocket of safety somewhere. It's like that's not even on their peripheral. It's the day-to-day. Yeah, it's the day-to-day. It's the shit happening to the moment-to-moment. I mean, I I like that. I like kind of being zoomed in in that way. And I think, honestly, at the point where you get into the bigger picture, you risk becoming derivative of all the other zombie fiction. Like, I think what what makes this brand special, what makes any story special is focusing on characters for me. And that's why I would I would always rather have a very narrow character focused thing than like a really broad thing trying to tackle right. a thousand stories. That's why I really I really dislike that the one version of I Am Legend where it's just like, hey, it's over, you're in Happy Town yes. now. We built the wall, no monsters can cut in. Totally agree. Come on in. That's yeah. the, now your brain forever is like Will Smith is safe. Tuck your kids in, go to bed. Fuck that. Yeah, I hated the ending of that movie for that reason. Totally. Was, like, oh, we're going to. Uh, there's. I did he kill himself at the end? There's in two endings. There's two, yeah, yeah, the yeah, theatrical yeah. I, I, I cut. I don't think I. I saw it in the theater, and I thought he the, killed himself. In the, in no. the, yeah, in the in the in the theater version, he kills himself. Yeah, yeah. he's well, he sacrifices himself. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, yeah. But then even then, the the kid and the girl go like, we're going to Connecticut. We've heard there's a safe zone. And they find it. It's like how big is Connecticut? What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? And then they open up. They're like, come on in. We have ice cream. It's not whatever. Which makes even worse. Dumbest way to end it. 
Yeah, because then you they spoilers don't show for the, I Am Legend. They don't show the part <laughs> where you get in there and everyone's fucking crazy and incestual. Yeah. They're all rapists, and murderers, yeah. and like, and they're yeah. out of food and there's no clean water. Yeah, the the world is fucked. That's the story these people are trying to tell. Well, you. and that was Not my problem. That there's with, a safe, a happy I mean, bubble at the end of everything. I Am Legend made me mad for that exact reason because the movie begins and he's like hunting deer and shit and you're like, wow, this is crazy. And then he goes home and he's a fucking generator and all this yeah, canned bacon. food. And you're like, no, you didn't even need to kill that deer. Exactly. You're a monster. <laughs> Lab writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can and says, Hey guys, today IGN posted a reader blog about PlayStation's most important franchises. And how they, you see this blog? Did you see this? Yeah. Guy ran down. He's just discussing where he thinks each has you know the pros and cons. What do you guys think the most important PlayStation franchise is? Thanks, Beyond Lab. It's a tough In terms one. of what? I don't know. He's leaving it up to Importance. you, Colin Moriarty. Like if Gran Turismo. Uh, that's what I was yeah. going to say too, right? I mean, that's what's interesting. It's not, you know, it's not what we want it to be. I don't think. I, I, like, I think my like, I would love for the answer to be infamous, but it's not infamous. I mean, I think right now, Gran Turismo, God of War, like they're actual, really like high performing franchises. Gran Turismo the sells systems, sells games, yeah. Yeah. lots like, of those games. Are the yeah, ones you're going to see like, this fall how much Gran Turismo sells. Like, I, I promise you that. So. Yeah, I mean, like Gran Turismo, they need to be thinking about Vita and PS4, and obviously they are because they're a business and they make money. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, like those God are the brands. Do. Those are the brands they have to think about, like Gran Turismo, God of War. Like, I think, obviously, Uncharted and Infamous and all these other things are awesome, but I don't think they're quite they're not, in that they, tier they're, Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. You'd love to sit here and say Uncharted. You'd love to, I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, it'd be a better question to argue developers, right? Because, obviously, Naughty Dog has just knocked out of the park this year, or this generation. You'd love to say Uncharted, but, like, you know, there was an Uncharted Vita game, and it didn't really move Vitas. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, in there... Even it's the best-selling video game, though. I know, but I mean, it's not like imagine if they launched with a Gran Turismo, and that would have been a different story. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do think that when you look at the current, like, current group of IP, it's got to be like in in that order: Gran Turismo, God of War, and Uncharted. I think are probably the biggest three. And then I think they want Infamous to be one of those, um, and that's why they're doing another one, and that's why Sucker Punch is being given a lot of money, and they have mocap and. Cole was in PlayStation All-Stars twice and stuff. Right. That's, all that's not a coincidence. Right. Um, I think they want Soccer Punch to be like much bigger than they are and I think this is their attempt to do that. So I think they want Infamous to be more. Um, other than that, I, you know, I think The Last of Us is going to be a big franchise for them. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, it's like a, PlayStation nerds like love a lot, you know, you can run off a bunch of shit, you know, siphon yeah. filter. Yeah, or, I mean, exactly. You, know, like, you, like, you it's can like, say Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank, but they're, they're just not. They're just yeah. not in that higher tier and, yeah. and they're beloved properties. They're IPs sure. people love, but that, that doesn't make them Business-wise, as important. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I think I, they don't – It's we kind of talk about Microsoft. I mean, like, they, Microsoft only has three or four IP of any consequence. And the, and the same is really true of Sony. It's just the, the IP for Microsoft is just much bigger. You know, but you can't – after you rattle off, like, Halo and Gears and Forza and Fable, Fable like, what else is there? Blinks? You know, it's like that's when you start. Blake, yeah. yeah, that's like when you're getting into like the. That's when you're getting into like the the minutia um, of like Connect siphon sports. filter and and so like the moles yeah. or like sports champions. Like that's like yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. like although Connect Sports does much better than sports. <laughs> Colin, yes. Our next question comes from Spencer. The subject line in the email was podcast three eleven. Colin, you better come original. Fuck the bullshit. It's time to throw down. Thanks, Spencer. Okay, I will. Well, <laughs> thank so you, you for the it. reference to sound system and. Music. Are we going to do a 311 Memories podcast? I, was I, gonna, I have some Warped Toy stories. Uh, did, did you see him Warped Toy? 2001? Uh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> music, music, one of the songs, Fuck the Bullshits from Music. That album is 20 years old. Can't believe it. Makes me feel, oh. makes me feel very old. Yeah. They're, they've been together since 1988. And you're going to play their songs all, all through podcast Oh, we're going to get sued left and right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Mateo writes into beyond at IGN.com and says, I think it's safe to say we all want a little big planet on PlayStation 4. But will it seem repetitive? PS4 has the touchpad and we've seen touch controls in the Vita. I would love a PS4 version, but is it getting repetitive? Is it safe to say we all want a little big planet? I think Greg and I do. Um, I, safe, I would say it's safe to assume that there will be definitely be a little bit planet on PS4. I'm a little fatigued on that franchise. I, I am. I'm. I haven't missed it. I haven't thought when I'm looking at the PlayStation 4 lineup you that that has planet. I do. Every time I play it, I love it, but it's not like something I long for or miss. I think we've yeah. gotten a yeah. lot of great little big planet games. It's not the Vita one. The Vita one gave me everything I wanted. Exactly. I, I talk about this with iPhones all the time, right? Like I owned the original iPhone, and it, it only had it didn't have 3G. So then the 3G iPhone came out. I was like, okay, that is a reason for me to upgrade. And then they added video recording, and I was like, okay, that is a reason for me to get 3GS and then front-facing camera, so I got the 4. And then when it came to the 4S, I didn't upgrade because there wasn't that thing I felt like I needed. Yeah. Um, Little Big Planet, like, they did it. Like, it, there's, like, this ridiculous multiplayer functionality. There's, like, this kind of, like, like you always relate to the App Store. It's, like, mm-hmm. you can play any number of genres of games. They have awesome DLC coming in. The Marvel stuff was really cool. Like, Little Big Planet on Vita is the Little Big Planet experience I want. I have it on the go. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit down and do it in front of my TV. Like, I love that franchise, but I don't know that I do need a PS4 one, and I don't know what it could do to improve upon what they've already done. That's the thing. Like, we're not game designers. It's it's up to them, really, to come up with something that's, like, this major hook. Yeah. To just be like, this is where we're taking the franchise right now. It's not just an expanded creator mode. It's not just more multiplayer functionality it's not just oh now you're the whole world's online like yeah it needs more it's than big, that. it needs to be i mean honestly the one thing that would really get me interested would be and i can't even imagine how they would do it but make it on a 3d plane make give us like a full 3d little big planet rather than just like side scrolling like a 3d platformer uh like anything 3d like, like in other words wow. rather than being side scrolling let idea. it be like an open world little big planet okay if they see, can, so that that would get me back exactly, exactly. that's a great point there you, go. there you go if that, they can do something that like, revolutionary this is, this is an n64 collectathon that you can yes. build yourself exactly yes, like yes. if they can do that that is a reason i'm like okay that is a really next gen ambitious idea that's awesome but if it's just a bigger little big planet and like now your levels can be twice as wide or whatever like that is not as exciting to me yeah and that's not what they do right like every yeah. little big planets we've seen do iterate and change like you're saying mm-hmm. so yeah. that's the whole thing we're still thinking of it as a little big planet we know but if it yeah. was something totally different yeah sure. I mean there's really reliable rumors that Sumo Digital is working on little big planet 3 and like we don't know like what it is or where it is uh, my major concern would be that Media Molecule Up wants nothing to do with little big planet anymore they're very clear about that you don't want the series to get too far away from the people that made it so like I'd, I would be concerned about another studio especially not in the first party like just completely changing it you know then yeah. it's really not little big planet anymore but that's another good example of a series that I think Sony wants to be bigger you know, Sackboy yeah, is very yeah. prominently displayed in a lot, like PlayStation All Stars and a lot of other things. I think that he sells well. He's, yeah, good, he, he's big he, with the kids. Even if he, he does well. Little, little Big Planet Two, Little Big Planet especially, the first one actually sold really well. Yeah, but look at something like Little Big Planet Karting. Like when they try and shoehorn him into a different genre or something that's different from the core experience, it just didn't perform at all. Yeah, they're gonna keep going with Sackboy. I, I I just don't know like what what they're gonna do with him. They, they want he's a great character. They they. Yeah. I don't even really like Little Big Planet, but I, I would recognize him instantly. That the, the importance of Sackboy. If you look at Nintendo, there's like there's worse problems to have than having a popular iconic character that you can shoehorn into a bunch of franchises, hand off to different developers to try new things with. I mean, it's I think if like a completely new developer is doing Little Big Planet three years from now, or a spinoff, or Little Big Sports, or whatever the hell it is, Small. as long as it's in the right hands and people are doing cool stuff with it, then it's Sony's toy to play with for decades that's you know, great what i want is the nathan drake and sackboy buddy game that panda musk pitched in that beyond 300 video. Yes. Yeah. that's yes. the game i want to play ladies and gentlemen that's podcast beyond episode 302 Woo. remember to be part of the show write us at beyond at ign.com then make sure you please come to ign.com read the articles check the videos check those wikis make a wiki 
Make a wiki about Brian Altano. Or just sure. keep, there's probably already one. Just keep I think there's one about every character I've ever played on Up at Noon. That's awesome. Which wow. probably needs updating. So. Probably, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those things people do once and then kind of move away from it for 100 From this years. angle, it looked like you were sticking that marker up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to stretch. Podcast Beyond goes up every Tuesday, hopefully at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Working on that for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's the idea. Get an IGN or iTunes or wherever the hell else you get your podcasts. Remember to follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. Greg is Game Over Greggy. Colin is No Taxation. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And Andrew Goldfarb is Andrew Garfep. I'm, it's just Garfep, no Andrew. I didn't. I wrote it down and I still didn't uh, do it right. <laughs> Garfep. G-A-R-F-E-P. Greg always regrets fucking elderly people, if you need yep. to remember it. Uh, every song... Damn it, I fucking sucks. Every episode ends with a song in a segment we call Ryan's Rack Up Rap. You read it. You just do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, guys. Every episode ends with a segment we like to call Ryan's Wrap-Up in honor of Ryan Clements. Uh, today, Barlow writes in, Hey, gang. Earlier this week, I sent Greg a video of my friend Emma performing her epilogue song for The Last of Us, and he seemed to like it. Well, today, she recorded and made it available for download via Bandcamp at emmahollows.bandcamp.com. Uh, I've attached the song, and if you could play it at the end of Beyond, that would be rad. Much love, Barlow Good job. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks You're for welcome. the help there. The mm-hmm. assist, as they call it. Uh, yeah, the song's awesome. Uh, I've listened to it a bunch of times. I don't hear anything in there that's spoilery. So it's just a beautiful song. Well, it's I in guess, the middle of the song. It's actually, I guess, <laughs> actually, you probably, yeah, if you haven't beat The Last of Us, you probably shouldn't sing. Because it's, it's an epilogue, so obviously, whatever. Don't the worry about it. The game is over it's not now. Like, <laughs> can't believe they died. Everyone's dead like, in The Last of Us. Remember that time we rode a wolf? Like, that's <laughs> not in there, but it's not but, there's a general in there. I know how sensitive everybody is. So if you haven't... Spoiler songs is a really good idea. We should get on the ground floor with that. All right, we can I do really it tonight. Like in, bed, uh, in bed, scientifically accurate ducktails. I think we get arrested for that if we do that. But you should all go to, go to YouTube and Google scientifically accurate oh ducktails. It's so gross. It's, it's not safe for work in any world. It's so good. I played it it's, on full blast at work yesterday. It's so good. I need to see this. Barlow You'll X, thank you so much for writing in. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, to have your song played on Ryan's wrap-up beyond at IGN.com. Attach the song... Right now, here it is, Emma's song, The Last of Us. It doesn't really oh, have a right. title. It's Ellie's song, I guess? Epilogue song? Emma's Ellie song. Beyond. 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 Hi, Amanda. Pages. All that's left is this bitter. T-
talking Brian. we're gonna be on we're gonna be on we're gonna be on all day or for like an hour what was that to the tune of that was i don't know i was making it up as i went oh wow he's a musician impressive. he gets to do whatever he wants yeah, he's he great at this game robotobits podcast beyond it's the greatest podcast about playstation that ign does it's also the only one Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.